Hey, hey, welcome to episode number 37 of the Brave Widow Show. Today, I am so excited to host a personal friend and someone who served as my life coach, Alexandra, to the show today. Alexandra is just a genuinely amazing human being. She's worked with me a lot to understand as best she can widowhood and grief and what it's like to have that experience. And she's just one of those people that is a good person and someone that I truly enjoy being around. So let me introduce you to her and we'll dive right in. Alexandra Tannen Olson is a mental health coach who helps driven individuals slow down avoid burnout, and get clear on their goals, leading to an intentional, present, and purpose-filled life. After navigating through her personal life challenges, Alexandra was sparked with the yearning to help others. She learned that the most sustainable way to gain clarity and reach goals in life is by getting out of your head, slowing down, and being present with yourself, avoiding burnout. She was inspired by the slow pace of living in Sweden her newfound home, which was polar opposite to her fast-paced upbringing in Miami. She learned a new, more sustainable way of living, a life of presence, intentionality, and purpose. She hopes to help others gain clarity in their lives so they too may reach their goals and live a life of purpose and intention. She lives by the motto, maybe the fastest way to get where you want to be is by simply slowing down. Please join me in welcoming Alexandra to the show. Welcome to the Brave Widow Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jones. We help young widows heal their heart, find hope, and dream again for the future. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Brave Widow Show. Today, I have a very special guest for you. I have Miss Alexandra and... The reason why Alexandra is such a special guest is because we were both in a faith-based coaching program together, and um, as part of our practicum and our coaching hours, Alexandra was my personal coach, and I think she has so many amazing insights and pieces of wisdom to share that I'm just super excited to have her on the show today. So Alexandra, welcome. Thank you. What a nice introduction. Yes, very genuine. I've enjoyed our time together. I think we spent about six months together, several hours each week on video calls and our classes and coaching. I feel like we got to know each other pretty well, but our audience does not know you. So why don't you share a little bit of your background and who you are and what you do? I'm Alexandra. I, like Emily said, I met her on the coaching program and I am a coach as well. And I mainly focus on mental health and rest. There's a, I feel like in the society, it's a lot of pushing and high achieving and overachieving. And I feel like I've had that problem in my life a lot. And I've found that the more that I pushed towards things and tried to control and just force things, the more it just, it didn't work out. So I'm here to preach about rest and how important that is and to find peace and be present in your life basically. Yes. I love that. And I think we are both high achieving people in recovery, maybe that were averse to (laughs) us. And we were just talking earlier about how it's easy for me to feel like I just need to go and get things done and just power through and rest. And even my own physical health are usually like the bottom of the totem pole because I'm just 
so focused on everyone else around me or on all the things that need to happen. And I definitely have had periods of time where feeling very driven, very ambitious, doing everything you can to get things done, but then ultimately end up feeling drained, burnout, irritable, and just having that lack of being vibrant and full of energy. What you have helped walk a good portion of my healing journey with me as my personal coach and understanding some of the dynamics that are there with grief and losing a spouse. So I feel like a lot of our audience pretty well, but what advice would you give people or how should someone start even thinking about rest if Hmm. they're at a point where all they see is that huge to-do list that's a mile long and they're feeling drained and burned out? How do they even start wrapping their mind around implementing rest as part of their normal routine? So the first thing I would say is to think of rest as a discipline. Like for overachieving people, it's really hard to slow down. It's painful because you are seeing this list of to-dos and it's, I have to do that. And I imagine as a widow, it's, I am the only one who can do this. You know, what do you mean? What are you talking about rest? But it's a discipline. If we keep pushing and pushing, it's like you're working out of an empty cup. There's you're draining yourself, you're going to hit burnout. And then what? There's nothing. But if you find rest, at least I like to just encourage people to rest on Sundays, take one day out of the week where you can relax. And in the beginning, I'm sure that it's going to feel foreign. And it's okay, I'm going to try to relax now. And this is not relaxing. And you're just stuck in your mind. But once you start practicing, it becomes more of a routine. It's like working out or starting a new habit. So I would just say, think of rest as a discipline. And rest is what is going to sustain all these to do's that you have to do, and not make it feel so forced. And yeah, not lead to burnout, basically. Yeah. And I like how you called it a discipline, because that makes me think that you have to proactively think about, okay, when do I get that downtime or that me time Mm -hmm. or time of just resting? It's not something that's just magically going to happen. I found an extra hour in my day now. I'm going to go get some rest. You have to think about when you're going to work that in. And I encourage, sorry, no, I, I encourage people to put that in your calendar first, prioritize your rest and recreation time. And then you can fill in, okay, what do I have to do? after that, because that's what's going to give you the energy and the will and the excitement even to get the things you have to do done. Yes, totally agree. And yeah, gives you more definitely gives you more energy and feels like you're more accomplished than just operating on that constant burnout mode. Yeah. So when you have time to rest, and you kind of get into that routine, you're going to see that you have ideas coming at you, you have solutions that you didn't think of before. Because when you're running in this burnout phase is forcing things to keep going and going it's like you have a one-track mind and you can't see these new possibilities that can be just around the corner if you just slow down and let yourself be but when you do get to that state you invite new solutions for your life maybe things that you feel like there's no way out there's no way to figure this out right now and there's less way of figuring it out when you're on go and you're not just you're not giving yourself time to think about it or just not to think about it to just be. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on rest? So when we say, okay, people should practice resting and being in that restful state, 
what does that look like or what suggestions would you have for people that are having a hard time thinking about just being still? So there's a lot of different types of rest. There's rest where you're just alone and everybody's different, right? Everybody's going to feel restful or at peace doing different things. Some people like to just lay down in the sun and do nothing, read a book. Some people like to socialize that gives them energy. Some people like to be creative and do something fun. So there's different ways to find rest. It's just about taking the time to really slow down and see what it is that you need to fill your cup and to find peace within yourself. Yeah, I like that. And I know for people, we may have folks that are extroverted. And so they get a lot of energy being around other people, hanging out with their friends, socializing. As an introvert, that drains me. So that would not be my (laughs) choice for rest, but I enjoy it, but doesn't give me rest at all. It's the opposite effect. Yeah. Yeah. Mine would look a little different. And one thing that I did to your point was I started, I'm a horrible artist, but I found these tutorials online that would teach you how to draw step-by-step or even do like hand lettering. And it just felt like this very slow, methodical process of just focusing on that one thing really helped just free my mind of all the things that are whirling around it. Yeah. For some people that may be gardening, for some people it may be crocheting, but it's just giving your mind the opportunity to breathe and be present in that moment instead of thinking about all the what ifs and the things that are on our future agenda. Yes, you definitely nailed it. That's like number one, being mindful and being present in whatever task you're doing, like gardening yeah. or like crocheting or you're fully present and you're mindful and you're just there out of your head. A lot of people like to pick up new hobbies, like you said, crocheting or jewelry making or something that you have to focus to be mindful because they're so in their heads. That's what they need to rest and just not think of anything else except their task. Yes, I'm very guilty of that. Although when I started going to yoga many years ago, they were the instructors are very good throughout the practice of saying, okay, refocus your thoughts, come back to the room, focus on your hands on the mat. (laughs) And like you said, it was very disciplined. Like it was just this constant reminder of just focus right here, right now. If your thoughts drift, that's okay. Bring them back to what you're doing and you end up feeling so refreshed and rejuvenated whenever you do that. What suggestions, if any, do you have for, let's say somebody's having a hard time just existing or they're having a hard time just focusing and keeping their mind present. Is there anything, any breathing techniques or anything that you could think of to help people really focus on the here and now and let themselves just rest? I really like to do yoga. That really keeps me focused. I usually put on some music and I, when I put music on, I get lost in there and then I can do, I can just move my body how it wants to move. And I do yoga and I just dance if I want to. Um, Another thing that's helpful is going on a mindful walk. Some people really don't like to sit still and meditate and they just can't do that. It's not restful, especially in the beginning. So just going on a walk and being mindful of what's around you, like being fully present, feeling your feet touch the ground, smelling what's in the air, looking at just observing your surroundings helps you stay present in that moment. And breathing techniques, there's a bunch of them, but that's a good one too. I like to use essential oils. 
if I'm feeling like anxious or I'm in my head a lot, I love frankincense. So I just take deep breaths and try to ground myself and smell the essential oils. And that really helps me. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the essential oils, but I could definitely, they have aromatherapy. So that definitely makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, um, that's great. For using that. Oh, that's great. Any other advice or suggestions for people on how to incorporate rest or how do they know that they are getting enough rest and that they're giving themselves really the time that they need? Say they can't do a full day during the week. How do they know what the right amount is? Starting off with anything is great. I imagine for a widow in the beginning, especially, maybe it's like it's overwhelming to find that time. I'm sure that things add up sometimes. And you're just like, where am I going to put this thought? And if, especially if you have kids and you just have activities all over the place. But I love to wake up really early in the morning, like five, six in the morning. My daughter helps me because she's five months old. So, you know, it's time to feed and then I'm awake. <laughs> and then I just have that time for myself to have that stillness, that quiet. I like to read my devotional and just pray and Whatever it is that brings me peace during that time, if I have 10 minutes or 30 minutes, an hour, the time doesn't always matter so much as maybe it's, it can be 10 minutes every morning that you have just to like breathe, center yourself. I like to do gratitude. So a practice of gratitude. So I just say what I'm thankful for and I pray and I just set my intentions for the day. And that has really helped me. It's not, it doesn't have to be a whole day thing, but just taking a few minutes every day for yourself, I think is really important. Yeah, I agree. I notice when I take even a few minutes in the morning to read my Bible, pray, and just think about let thoughts come to top of my mind that I feel a lot more focused and not as harried and stressful throughout the day. So I think that definitely helps. And for those who are grieving, if you're having trouble sleeping or falling asleep or feeling like that's an issue. I started listening to these guided sleep meditation top downs on YouTube and that has been super helpful. And it does a lot of what Alexandra has mentioned where you're laying there in a comfortable position, you close your eyes. Typically you're focused on one body part at a time, just relaxing that. And usually I make it about happy and I'm completely conked out and asleep. That's something that's very helpful with just causing you to implement that discipline of being focused, of relaxing, of resting, and getting rid of a lot of those thoughts that just tend to scurry around in our minds. Yeah, that's really helpful. It's body scanning. So it just completely puts you in a meditative state. It's great. It is. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I would share that was helpful for me is I remember I'm very much a check the box kind of a person. And after Nathan died, there were so many things that I just kept adding to my list that needed to be done and figured out and all that. And I was telling my dad, like, I'm so frustrated because for every one thing I'm taking off my to-do list, I'm just adding five more things back on there. And it just feels like I'm drowning and I can't get ahead. And, you know, he was like, only focus on today, what has to be done today, like not everything on your list has to be done right now. And it's not that I didn't know that, but I think hearing somebody reiterate it just clicked in my mind. And so what I did was use my calendar to time block all of my to-dos. So if I needed to sweep off the porch, if I needed to get the car titles changed over, like I put that on my calendar and I treated it just like it was a meeting or an appointment or something that couldn't be moved. 
And it's very tempting to put in things like rest. So to say, okay, this afternoon is going to be about me, or I'm going to go do self-care or go to a yoga class or take this time to read and to meditate. But that's usually one of the first things that we're quick to book on top of because we think it's such a low priority. Do you have any suggestions for people of how they can self-regulate or ensure that they're putting in boundaries to protect some of that space and time that's needed to rest? Like you said, just time blocking it, your priorities. Okay, what's my intention for this day? What's a priority? What do I need to get done today? And you do that. But then the rest, like, do I really need to do this today? Because it's so tempting for overachievers, high achievers to just keep adding to the list. And then you're just not present in your life and you're missing out on things that you may not want to miss out on. So just practicing not filling your schedule. And like I said, prioritizing your downtime first, taking time to really think of your priorities in your whole life and what you want to put your time towards. That's what I would say. Awesome. I love that. And for all you high achievers out there, stop underestimating the amount of time it takes to actually do stuff because I'm also guilty about that. And then I don't have any buffered time for rollover or, oh, I thought this was only going to take 30 minutes and it took two hours and now. Yeah. And that's the thing with rest. It's like when you find that, when you have that time for yourself, the things that you have to get, you do it faster because you're energized. You filled your cup and sometimes the fastest way to do things is by slowing down. It's true. Yes. At least that's what I've learned. All right, Alexandra, tell people how they can find you and how you may be able to help them if they want to work with you in the future. So you can find me on Instagram under the juniper tree and my email. I'm sure maybe you can link it. It's Alexandra Olson at gmail.com and you can just contact me anytime. Awesome. Yes. And we'll <laughs> definitely put all the links in the show notes. So for you guys that are listening, don't worry about having to write it down or if you're driving or something, please don't do that. But <laughs> we'll have all the links available for you in the show notes so that you can learn more about Alexandra and what she does. And she's been a great personal accountability person for me and reminding me that sometimes we just need to slow down and find rest. And ultimately that helps us be a happier, healthier version of ourselves. So Alexandra, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I was really glad to be able to host you. Thank you so much, Emily. It was fun being here. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Brave Widow podcast. I would love to help you take your next step, whether that's healing your heart, finding hope, or achieving your dreams for the future. Do you need a safe space to connect with other like-minded widows? Do you wish you had how-tos for getting through the next steps in your journey, organizing your life, or moving through grief? What about live calls where you get answers to your burning questions? The Brave Widow membership community is just what you need. Inside, you'll find courses to help guide you, a community of other widows to connect with, live coaching and Q&A calls, and small group coaching where you can work on what matters most to you. Learn how to heal your heart, find hope, reclaim joy, and dream again for the future. It is possible. Head on over to bravewidow.com to learn more.